You ready? <laughs> I'm Lindsay White. And I'm Kellyanne DiCarlo. <laughs> and we are so excited to welcome you to the She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. A nuanced conversation between two internet friends about high-profile public figures who affect our culture. A passion project that stemmed from our mutual distaste for the tabloid's unfair description of Meghan Markle's work ethic. A deeper look into the strategy that fills your feeds as we discuss current pop culture and royal news. As well as share our own experiences behind the scenes in the entertainment industry. We believe in the gray area. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the She Weeks Up at 5 a.m. podcast. I'm Kellyanne. And I'm Lindsay. What a week. What a week. It was a week of nothing but... But everything. But everything, yeah. Everything but nothing but everything but nothing. Anything exciting happened for you? you, are Are your nails blue? They're so cool. Thank you. Jealous. Yeah, I go in every time and I never know what I want. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. I don't do any like nail art or anything. My girl's pretty basic and she always looks at me if I want to try something different. She's like, it's going to be extra. Do you do um, dip or do you do uh, gel? Um, It is powder and then gel on top of powder. Oh, cool. It makes the gel last longer actually. Oh, great. They always look fire. Your nails always look so good. I love when you get red. Red is red is it. And there's a theory about red nails that – yes girls that wear red nails guys that's like what they're attracted to and it's something maternal with it like mm-hmm. their moms it's very interesting yeah it is it is so interesting um if you search the hashtag on tiktok red nail theory you'll learn all about it mm-hmm. i love red nails though they make your hands yes. look so pretty yeah i love red nails especially during the summer i'm currently doing um the color wicked by essie I've worn it since high school. It's like this really dark oxblood color and it looks black at first glance, but if you really look at it, it's like a really dark, 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 dark red. It's one of my favorites. I'm so tired. This week made me tired. Here in Houston, it's been 80 degrees all week and the week before was like in the 30s. So it's pollens everywhere. My allergies have been, I just have not felt like myself since last week. So um, it's just the weather's changing and all the things. Yeah, that's happening here too. I feel like everyone in New York is really congested or they're dealing with some sort of sinus issue because it's like one day it's 30s, one day it's 60s and it's it's kind of hard to navigate. But also in New York, we're all kind of just like praying that spring is just coming and we won't get SNOW. <laughs> we're just praying that we just bypass that part <laughs> of the year, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm never going to forget the time I went to New York for in high school with my dance team. It was during spring break. We Is that when you saw Wicked? No. Yes. Yeah, that's when you saw this Good old memory. think tank. She's oh she's sharp. She's a sharp girl. <laughs> I saw Wicked and I saw Mamma Mia that trip. Oh, okay, cool. Um, trip and- to Oz and trip to Greece. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> what a trip. <laughs> <laughs> So the whole time, it wasn't cold, but it wasn't hot. So it was like the in-between. It was a Friday. We were supposed, we took a dance class, and then we were supposed to go back to the hotel and get our stuff and get on a plane. We woke up and it was snowing. And there was rumblings with my director and like the the moms that we could be snowed in. And they called the airline and we were in fact snowed in for three more days. We... (gasps) Yeah, three we were, days. We didn't go back home till Monday night, and I spent all my money in, in Chinatown, like Balenciaga <laughs> bags. Yep, and it was like those. It was those uh, bags and those big bags, uh, like the duffels. It wasn't the duffels, but it was like the purses that like Lindsay Lohan was carrying. And, oh like, yeah, it, yeah, it, I know it, you're talking about. They're still like popular right now, but. Mm-hmm. I had like a red one and I spent all this, it wasn't all this, all this money, but I spent, I spent my last like chunk of change there and I didn't have a debit card. I just had cash. Oh my and gosh. My mom's friend who lives in New York had to come give me money. My parents wired me money twice <laughs> and she had to come give me money. It was so bad. It was so bad. So it's like March spring break. They're like, oh yeah, it doesn't, it's not going to snow. Literally none of us had anything for snow. We were literally searching for anything. We had no coats. 
<laughs> just these like cute texas gals just unprepared oh, wholly like, unprepared i had like i had like these puma sneakers that every time i walked off into like off the curb they get submerged in slush because it wasn't no. like sticky so oh. my shoes were ruined i found these moon boots i called them my moon boots because they look like space band boots yeah from bloomingdale's and they were on sale because of spring. That trip just makes me laugh. So anytime this time of year, people's like, oh, it's not snowing. I'm like, oh, just you wait. It might. <laughs> oh, gosh. New York is a very New York is a very unique snowing experience because it's like you have to walk everywhere. So it's like the slush is disgusting. But like Sick. right after it snows and if it sticks, it's so beautiful. And then it's gross. Like it's the, the turnaround is quite quick. Ugh. Much quicker than if you live in the suburbs, for sure. My parents have this really cute story about there was a blizzard in like the eighties or something. And they were um they were stranded in New York. Both of them were living in Jersey together at that point. And they were stranded in New York and they got stuck. They were taking the bus, I guess, to Port Authority to get the bus to Jersey, but there were no buses going out of Port Authority because the the roads were that bad. And they slept overnight in Port Authority because of the blizzard. <laughs> Well, that's what they were trying for us not to do is sleep yeah. in, sleep in a LaGuardia. And this was before. They oh, not LaGuardia. Gross. It, it no. was like before they redid it. Like LaGuardia now is like top notch. I would, I love that airport now. But mm-hmm. back then it was a dump. It's a pain in the butt to get to. That's why people don't like to fly out of LaGuardia. Yeah. I'm going to see Moulin Rouge on Sunday. I'm really excited. Um, a friend of mine from college, he is... In, on tour with them and um i've heard the tour is great i'm excited i've never seen the show i love. The i haven't seen the show either but now i have to go because jojo is going to place a teen i know and i just saw that i saw it on twitter this week that's really exciting it's so exciting because she's so well suited for the role mm-hmm. because she's such a great singer i was like who's responsible for this this is a genius choice Because you know what it is? That show is tough because, and you'll find this, I think, when you see the show, is like the movie was so cool, I think, for our generation because the songs in the movie are not from our generation, Mm -hmm. most of them. So they're like from the generation before. So they don't really take us out of the storyline as much, I think. When they made the musical for Broadway, they updated it so all of the pop songs are more recent. Oh, nice. Except for Roxanne's in it and um, uh, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend is still in it. And there's another one that's still the same, but um, they changed pretty much everything else to like update it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I understand why they made that choice, but for me, it kind of takes me out of the story a little bit because I know that's, I know the song so well. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to hear what you think. Um, but why I love the choice of Jojo playing Satine is because she is an actual pop singer. I mean, yes, I, I would say her voice style is more, I mean, I guess, okay, pop. She's more of a soul singer. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I think her, her like style of music, like her singles and oh, stuff 100%. are pop music. Oh, That's what I was saying. Sorry. Like sorry. she's, yeah, she's like really versed in like vocal pop stylings, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And she can like run the crap out of that music. So I'm really excited to see her take on it and how much they let her kind of be her and mm-hmm. how much I'm interested to see how they strike a balance, but it'll be really good. I think if you hear her story of like what, her label did to her it's really sad and it's sad because like she they held her her music hostage they still have she had to re-record everything it's crazy but i'm stoked that she'll be on broadway and um i think she'll work really hard and i'm stoked i think it's gonna be great should we talk about the baftas it's interesting Mm. okay i'm just gonna say what i have to say about kate and then we can move on okay (laughs) i'm just gonna let it out i'm just gonna unleash and if you follow me on instagram you already know what i'm gonna say but if you don't follow me on Instagram, Kate's look, yeah. I thought it was a good, solid choice of dress to repurpose. I thought the hair and the makeup was good. Mm-hmm. I thought the update to the dress was very good. I even liked the gold shoes. I thought, Will, the tux was great. I loved the piping. It was Tom Ford, I think. Yes. I thought he looked great in it. Who hates her on her staff? <laughs> who saw that look and said you know what would be good with this black velvet gloves who did that to her yes. that that look could have been everything maybe not everything but it could have been really good it could have been like a smash slam dunk but those black gloves were horrible 
tough. Horrible. The thing is, like I've seen like people do like illustrations of it, and the look itself is nice. It's the fat. It was wrong fabric. Like yep. don't have, that looked like chiffon or whatever. Yeah, like, velvet and chiffon is a weird combination. It does not flow. Those earrings were horrible. I'm sorry for everyone that loves those earrings. <laughs> it, they're not like I, I. I understand. Like I'm not shading her for shopping at Zara or like picking something that's fast. Not fashion. More attainable fashion, uh, I think. Yes. And, but it's called um, High Street. Sorry. Because she's done it before. She wears mm -hmm. like like H&M, Zara, all that stuff. Totally yeah. People it. were saying, oh, she's copying Megan. I actually don't think she is here. Like I think this – she does this no. often. Yeah. No. There's nothing about that no. thing was that was cohesive. That was really Agreed. Megan. I thought the execution – and the thing is, like, when I'm actually talking about this, I'm not saying she – it's not out of a place of, like, hate or, or anything. I just think it was a miss in wh whoever is styling her. Well, it's Maybe, Natasha. Uh, <laughs> not. Like, uh, Natasha is, like, a one-hit wonder, and it's coat dress. It is a coat dress, and that is where she should stay. I'm sorry. Like, if we're trying to have her go into this new direction that mm -hmm. Megan has influenced, like, they should just, like, embrace it. And it's nothing to hide or, like, deny. Then just go for it. Like, but it's – I understand why they wanted to do the op opera gloves. I'm not against the gloves. I Me neither. The wrong dress to have the gloves. I even and thought about, like, what if it was a white illusion glove? I could have done that. Like, what if it was, like, a white mesh Yes. That would have been cool. I could have gotten behind that. But I would have much rather her kept the original dress and mm -hmm. used those gloves or use something of the gloves. Because I think the extra fabric at top just didn't go well to me in my eyes. Um, yeah, I didn't like that it looked like a tie. Like I think it yes. I think what would have worked is if you see how it was like it was kind of like a tie and there was like a shorter front piece and then a very long back piece. I think what they should have done is I think they should have knotted it and then both pieces of fabric flown behind her so that there was nothing to obstruct the eye in the front and then done the white illusion gloves and then smaller but still affordable earrings. That's what I would have done. I would have liked, you know how like like a Naomi Biden did in her like wedding. Yes. Her yeah. Dress. Like those, illusion those gloves. Yeah. Gloves, yeah. That would have been stunning. And it would have been yeah. like very high fashion. Know, like high fashion. Yes. And it would have actually paired well with the gold earrings. Agreed. I, it's for me with her hair, I rather it be stick straight or put some type of body in it because it kind of didn't look like it was done. Yeah. Parts of it looked like they tried to build, like they tried to keep it straight, but give it some sort of a, a of a cohesive wave. But certain parts of it looked a little like clamped, like mm -hmm. you could see where they clamped it. Which I mean, she's the Princess of Wales. Like we really can't just like make sure there's no there's no creases in the girl's hair. Like really, um, yeah. I just I was so disappointed. I was really bummed because I thought like, okay, great way to repurpose a dress that she already has. I figured that's what she was going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, cause she's gotten a lot of flack for her wardrobe and how she's wearing every time she wears something new, people comment on it because she has a very extensive closet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she has a lot of like bespoke coats that look like one variation of, of the same theme. <laughs> like that brown, she wore a brown coat a couple weeks ago. That was like three inches longer than a, another brown coat that she has that's almost identical but they have different pockets and everyone was like really i was just bummed i was like this could have been a slam dunk she's not a hard sell on a red carpet she's really not like mm -hmm. this isn't hard i think the best she's ever looked was at the top gun premiere oh yeah that was that that was great because that was yep. just it was just sleek and mm -hmm. modern and she kind of had the that like wow factor. Yeah, she looked yeah. beautiful at that. I would have much rather seen something like that than totally agree. I really feel big. I was talking to somebody about this on Instagram. I feel big like growing pains energy with her styling team. Like I really think they're just like trying to figure it out mm -hmm. because now they have a new aesthetic to sort of adhere not adhere to, but to like funnel in. Cause like it's very clear that what they were doing was aging her and now they're sort of trying to pull it back a little bit more. So I think we're, we're probably not through this growing pains phase yet. I think we probably have a few more months before they sort of figure it out. I think her new private sec secretary might also have some pull. She's a ball buster. I've heard. So. 
eye roll. Okay. I know. Did you notice anybody else's fashion? Anybody else that you that stuck out to you? I think what's her face uh, who plays Penn um, in Bridgerton. Oh, Nicola. I thought she looked lovely. Very on brand for her. Michelle Yeoh wore a great power suit. I loved that. And it had like a cape detail to it. Yes, I loved that one. Yes, yes, yes. Angela Bassett always looks phenomenal. I actually did not like Florence Pugh's look. Like it was giving me. It gave me Cynthia vibes from Rugrats. I'm just going to say it. That too. But what was it called? Um, Car wash? No, that's not the name. The main, the Christian Aguilera song, the car wash song that she's saying. It's uh, uh, shark tail, fish tail, shark tail. Do you mean shark? What? Uh, <laughs> okay. It was a fish movie. It was about okay. Anyways, it's a character. Shark boy and lava girl. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, all right. Shark I, tail is a thing. Maybe that is what you're thinking of. Maybe it is. I loved Eddie Redmayne's look. Did you see that? It looks like it's a jumpsuit, but it's not. I don't think it is. Oh, I did. I did see that. He's um, so chic. I love Sophie Turner. Yes. I love Cynthia Revo. She looked amazing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nicola wore that. Nicola, what is her last name so I can get it right? Nicola Coughlin. Coughlin. Um, Did you see um, Ariana DeBose's rap? It was just not the right crowd for the. No, they didn't. Get, they did not get it. And they did not get it. It was so bad. They ran her off of Twitter. She deleted her Twitter. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. I loved Lily James. Okay. Concept of the dress, great. Did yes. not like the center uh, spider web. It would have looked so beautiful with like just the piping on the side, like the front, yeah, let, yeah, and just let it let the girls hang out. You know who I didn't love either? <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy's "Bring Your Own Comforter" to the oh. Baptist. <laughs> I love the fact that she is not afraid to wear light colors with her skin tone and her hair. I agree. She wore that like it was like a cit- it was like a citron. It was like a faded citron color. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that. I loved Ellie Golding's dress. She looked amazing. Oh yes, 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 yes. I thought she looked amazing. Pretty, pretty. Yeah, I think that's. It. I mean, I mean, I mean, Paul Mascal is um. Yeah, not that a man. For me. No, not even a little bit. Do we think Austin Butler is going to take home the Oscar? Yeah, I do. I think he's going to do it. I really do. I do. Because whatever campaign he's been on, it's working. I'm a little scared for him, I think. And here's why. I think I'm a little nervous that he's just going to like, it's it's going to be all too much too fast. I don't know. I'm just nervous. I hope that that he has good people around him managing Mm -hmm. the way he's going to handle all of this success. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think he's really close with his family. I mean, he lost his mom a couple years ago to cancer. So he's really close with his sister. He was like a, a groomsman slash bridesmaid. <laughs> I love people say a bridesman. A bridesman, yeah. <laughs> so I think they're he's really close and with them. And he's going to be in the next Dune, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he so is. I'd be interested to see, like, you know, his, like, trajectory of – his career and um, how he like evolves and stuff. But yeah. um, at the Golden Globes, people don't know when he thanked Denzel. People, I don't think a lot of people know that Denzel's the one who kind of helped Baz seal the deal. Yeah. With him. Because um, Austin was working on a play that Denzel was in, in New York. And he called up Baz because everyone knows who's up for something because his industry is so small. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even know Baz. And he was just like, hey, man, I heard that is going after this role. And he his work ethic is top notch. And you would be crazy not to hire him. That was really cool of him to, to vouch for him like that. That's pretty amazing. And it, it, I mean, it's Denzel. I mean, he is, I feel like people take his um, his word very seriously. He's kind of like a, I don't want to compare him to Tom Cruise, but he's like a Tom Cruise in, but not in a crazy way. Like people really respect Tom. Like he really, he can do everyone's job on set. That's how yeah. dedicated he is. And people yeah. know or like respect him. But Denzel is like Denzel. I also feel like he's like, he's like kind of a Meryl Streep. Yes. Like a male Meryl Streep. Like I think really people really respect him. They respect his work ethic and he comes in and he doesn't act any better than anybody else. And yeah, I think he's got that cool, like humility, otherworldly stardom that kind of flies under the radar because he really doesn't have much of his private life out there. It's really just being known for his work, which I think is cool. Yeah. I think Austin's going to win. And I think, um, I think Michelle Yeoh will win as well. 
Um, I hope so. Me too. And it's very interesting because if you look at the rest of the, sh the rest of the award shows, yeah, who they were picking, and mm -hmm. you go to the Baptists, and mm -hmm. it's a very British select committee, mm -hmm. and it's like Vivica Fox, not Vivica Fox. Oh my God. Angela Bassett. I'm like, yeah. please forgive me. Um, Angela Bassett <laughs> has won literally every award and not even, it's just interesting. It's very interesting. Isn't it? <laughs> Kate Blanchett won and like she hasn't even, I don't think she's won anything um, at all this season. No, she hasn't won anything. But um, I think I heard that she might sneakily get the Oscar for Tar. It doesn't surprise me at all that Blanchett took it at the BAFTAs because- mm -hmm. She's very much what they yes. would choose. Speaking of British people, <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of talk on Instagram about the coronation. You know, everyone's asking if Harry and Meghan are going to be there mm -hmm. or do you think they're going to be there? Or what do you think she's going to wear? And they haven't told us. I know it's shocking, but they haven't mm -hmm. let us know our, no their plans. If a son and daughter-in-law daughter of the King of England is going to be attending, I believe it will be public knowledge. Like, I think they would... It's their like their team is going to have to inform somebody, and or, yeah, they can't just show up. <laughs> or the team is going to, or or Charles's team is going to leak it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think people are like, well, should they go or should they not go? And I'm like, they absolutely should go. It's yeah. Regardless of anything that's happened, he is still blood. He's still in line to the throne. Like his children are his grandchildren. They mm -hmm. are blood. It's going to be damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah, if they don't go, you will have to pick me up off the floor. I don't see a world in which they don't attend the coronation. I really don't. People are asking, like, what do you think she'll wear a tiara? My prediction for that would be I don't think Charles would want the aesthetic or the visuals of Meghan without a tiara if the other women are going to wear it. It makes yes. him look horrendous Yes, to and single her out like that. He's yeah. not going to do that. He's just and not. And it's like, and I think people don't understand that Harry is still very much a monogrist. I mean, like, I, I think yeah. it's kind of hard not to be when you, you've grown up in this and this is all you've known. Yeah. And you still see the good in it. And I don't think he ever thought of it as anything bad. He just hates the way his family has been structured and how it was operating within the system. That was the whole premise. The reason why they've been doing the things that they've been doing. I think they know continuity, they know history, and they know how it will look long-term and looking back. I think they want to be part of that. And I, I don't think they should be faulted for wanting to be part of something that's historic for their family because it is still their family i don't think people realize that they are still family members they're yeah it's very easy the royal family like he's still a prince they're still the duke and duchess of sussex they have not relinquished their titles yes they're still royal they're just well, not working and they're not being funded by taxpayers yeah the only conflict here is there is their personal relationships Yes. And at the re the reality is like if you just tear if you if you bring it down to the bare bones about what this conflict is, it's not something that they can't show up and put on a happy face for in a ceremonial sense. They they did it for the queen, mm -hmm. and Twice. everything right and everything about the way that Charles spoke about his father, the way that Meghan's spoken about Charles, leads everyone to believe that the main conflict here is not with Charles. So there's no reason for them to not go. That, I mean, yes, you can think of a million personal reasons. Well, they've done this to her and they've done this to him. And then the way that, the, yes, all of that is true. But in terms of like showing, it'd be like, it'd be like if you worked for a company and they put up really bad PR about you, but then they have a conf conference. I mean, this is like a very pared down analogy, mm -hmm. but they have like a major conference or a major summit. You're not going to not go mm -hmm. and show your face. I think these are, I mean, I think you said something similar, but I feel like, I feel like she'll wear the Spencer tiara. I feel like the Spencer family will give her the Spencer tiara. Yeah. I'm not very well versed in the tiara gate. Yeah. I mean, I think whatever she wears, she's going, it's all eyes are going to be on her per usual they're going to make it about her. They're going to make it about her even if they don't show up. So, and it's clear that this was Harry's doing. It was not her. Like she was, would have been willing to stay um, if they had figured out a way to coexist. But <clears throat> I just, the talk and about that and then the whole South Park thing. And it's like, Everyone is so thirsty for them to be in the news that they will create stuff. 
it's plain as day. She has not been seen since December. No one's seen her since December. Not out, not anything. I mean, she hasn't even been papped. Harry has been papped. She hasn't even been papped. And hopefully she's been able to see friends and maybe they've gone to be able to travel or whatever. But it's just funny to me that people that complain about them or especially her, she has not said a word. She hasn't said a peep. Like it was just the docuseries, then Harry's book, and she's in the third of the book. A third of the book. Yeah. The um, the book. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because it's the way that they show themselves, right? Like we were talking about this, I think maybe a month or two ago. All like when I see on Twitter, like people talking about, oh, Megan this, Megan that. I'm like, we haven't seen Megan since December. Tell me more about how uninteresting the royal family is without her. Yeah. Like all you're doing is showing everybody how much you need her to keep this family in the press. Yeah, I, and I don't even mean in the in the UK. I mean on a global level. Mm-hmm. They're you know? trying. Well, they're trying, especially in the US, especially in the last like since Megan kind of came in, trying to grab the American attention has been so evident. Like their PR, this is part of. British society. This is part of their history. I mean, I'm not, I don't claim to be a royalist. I'm more of a history lover. Yeah, me and too. That's how I would describe myself as well. something that I'm pro or against. I just like history. Well, it's like not my, it's kind of like, I don't feel the need to comment on it because it's not my community. And also mm-hmm. like, yes, it's a monarchy, but there's a parliament. It's, it's, it's not the monarchy that people would think of you know, hundreds of years ago, they really don't influence legislature that much. Legislation, excuse me. They really don't. Sorry. (laughs) It's just not true. There are certain things that they have some power within, but it's few and far between and nothing compared to what it used to be. Yeah. I found that really interesting. I was like, wow, you guys really have nothing else to talk about. Nothing. No, nobody's work is important, I guess. Nobody's charity, philanthropic work that, that you're doing with these platforms. None of it matters as long as you're talking about the woman who lives an ocean away on another coast. It's it's sad. People are going to have to come to terms with the power that she has over these people. Oh, 100%. They, Kate's they, entire style has changed in the last three years because of this woman. It is because of Meghan Markle. The way that they're, her and her husband's PDA is now thrown under a microscope in a way that it has never been before is because of Meghan and Harry. The way that her work is put under a microscope and, and dubbed not good enough or surface level is because of Meghan Markle. I could go on and on, really. I We don't have the time, but I could make a list. <laughs> like if you're sitting here being like, no, it's not. You're lying to yourself and it's okay. And we hold space for that, but it's just not true. Anyway. <laughs> but anyways, I, I just want to point out, this is our 10th episode. We've done 10 episodes. Oh my God. Isn't that I'm crazy? so proud of us. <laughs> We've made it to 10. <laughs> we made it to 10. I'm so glad to be doing it with you. I know. It's been so excited. crazy that it's, we're almost in March and we started this in January. Technically December. But yeah, yeah, technically December. Well, even technically in November, we started talking about it. Yes, which is insane. Wow. What's it going to be like in November of this year when it's been a year since we con- wow. like conceptualized it? Have you seen this thing on TikTok? It's um, people are de-influencing things. Have you seen that? I have. And it's I, I'm assuming it's just not buying a lot and being more strategic of what you are purchasing sort of i wish it was that honestly mm-hmm. it's more so like things that went viral for being amazing on tiktok like skincare makeup stuff like that and then they're being like this is what i really think about it and it's like i don't know it's like it's such a weird trend because i would never i just i don't know like unless something is really causing you harm or like really like causing hair loss or like really like burns your skin or something like really dangerous or like really affecting your health. I don't, I don't think I would go out of my way to like dump on a product because everybody's skin and beauty needs are so different. Like everybody, I would never recommend like my whole skincare regimen for somebody else. You know what I mean? It's just such a weird choice. I think what's happening here. And I heard this on, um, fat mascara. You listen to fat mascara, right? Um, on occasion. Yeah. I kind of dip in and out, but they're a great if beauty podcast. If you're like looking for that sort of thing, I feel like what's happening. I think Jess Matlin said this, who's from Jersey, by the way, we love, we love a Jersey girl. She's like from literally two towns over from me, but she was saying that she was like, I think what's happening is that people used to really trust YouTubers Mm -hmm. 
because YouTubers would just buy beauty products and then try everything out and then give it honest reviews. And then like as people sort of ascend in terms of fame, they start to get PR and they start to get brand deals. And then they're talking about things that maybe they don't like a hundred thousand percent like, but they're getting a check and they need the money. So like, what are you going to do? Like if CeraVe wanted to pay me $20,000 for an Instagram story, I'm not going to say no. I also do use CeraVe. So like that would be CeraVe, you're listening, sponsor us. But I just like, and I think that influencers kind of never had that like first step just buying things on their own for the hell of it and, you know, sharing their opinions. It just kind of starts with brand deals and hashtag ad and all that stuff. De-influencing is their way of like regaining the trust of their consumer because everything feels like it's an ad lately. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Um, My friend Kirby Johnson, she has a beauty podcast. Um, It's called Gloss Angeles. She's awesome. But she spoke about this like a couple of days ago and saying that TikTok is really hard to get real opinions because um, their audience is not loyal. So YouTube, that's why YouTubers blew up because they cultivated an audience and people really trusted their opinion. Yeah. So on TikTok, it's really hard to trust anyone's opinion because there's views. You can go viral really quickly. You can get a brand's attention very quickly. Well, it doesn't require you that doesn't require the consistency. No. And like the dedication, like YouTube, like, listen, TikTok is, there's some really dedicated TikTok cre- content creators out there. And I think that's amazing. I personally just use it for fun, but there's like with YouTube, you have to film the whole thing. You have to edit it down. And we're talking like 25, 30 minute videos, sometimes 45 minute vlogs, depending on what you're doing. Like there's a lot more, it's a lot more laborious mm-hmm. than just a TikTok is. Um, not that people who aren't on TikTok don't work hard. That's not what I'm saying, but it's just like, it's, it's more time consuming to be on YouTube than it is to be on TikTok. I think anybody would agree with that. And it's so a I slow think, burn. And it's a slow burn and you have to build, literally build an audience. And that's why so many YouTubers don't last is because you really have to dig your heels in and stick, stick it out. Like the people that I watch on YouTube religiously have been, I've been watching them for like five years. Mm-hmm. Whereas you don't have that level with TikTok yet. But they do say that YouTube is coming back. I hope so because I love YouTube. Me too. I I love. There's a lot of people. I love a little. I, I watch vlogs. I watch people's lives more than I watch actual like, TV shows. Yeah, and me too. Like I, I have a list of people that I follow consistency. Consistently. Ooh, I want to know who do you follow on YouTube? We'll we'll like swap. We'll swap lists. Um, I follow this couple, Julie, Julia and Hunter Havens, Brendan Fallis, who is Hannah Brothman's husband. Husband. Yeah. Um, great YouTube. Um, wedding in, in a Marrakesh is on there. It's three day event. It's, you should deep dive. I just started following Paige Lorenz. Oh yeah. Paige Lorenz is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And so she's back on YouTube. Um, there's a couple other, I'm like drawing a blank of people. But uh, I saw this couple, I forgot their name. They, they're both teachers. They met long distance and they ended up getting married. They're cute. They're not like Mm. high profile. And um, I follow them. They're they're cute. But yeah. I follow, um, my favorite person to watch right now is Jessica Braun. She is like a beauty YouTuber. She like lives in Indianapolis or like a suburb outside of Indianapolis. She, I love her because her and her husband went to school for musical theater. So they both like performed, they met performing. Um, and then she started to do YouTube and then he started a travel agency. Um, they're great to follow because they do like vlogs when they go to Disney and they're so cute and like relatable and funny. And they make all of these like musical theater jokes. And I feel like I'm the only one that gets them because they're hilarious. Um, but she's great. And she is very reasonable in terms of like what she will and won't spend money on. And I, I respect, I sometimes I feel like, like I have, I, I follow Tati um, Tati Westbrook mm-hmm. and I've watched her for a long time but sometimes I just get really overwhelmed with like how much new stuff she buys when she goes to Sephora because like I personally don't have $700 to drop on new makeup and I wouldn't spend that much money in one sitting anyway without like having an anxiety attack so I just can't always watch her stuff because I get a little bit overwhelmed by how much there is mm-hmm. um Cause I'm somebody that's more of a minimalist. Now I am much more of a minimalist and like beauty and everything. Um, so I like, her. I like, uh, Jessica and Tyler Braun. They're great. Um, I follow the Anna edit. She's a great, you would love her. I think I talked about her 
as an Instagram person that oh, I follow, yeah. but she has a YouTube channel. You'd love her. She's British. She has great style, very much your speed, great beauty. Um, and she lives like a really, really sweet little life. I think she's in the Cotswolds. She's like so darling okay. to follow. Um, I follow Danielle Pizer. Oh, yes. She's great. I love her. I love her workouts. And I love um, Move with Nicole. Have you ever followed her? She's great for YouTube workouts. Her workouts got me through tour, truly. Move with Nicole. She does all of these free YouTube workouts. They're all like either Pilates or yoga. She's amazing. Oh my god, that, looks, I, I, that sounds familiar. I just don't remember. Yeah, she's great. And then, um, and then I follow. Oh, I follow this girl. She is. I found her on Instagram, but she's got a great YouTube channel. Her name is Gabriella Carillo. She is. Um, she plays Kathy Parr on the Aragon Tour of Six. I want to say. Um, she is. Uh, her content is great, and she is like a touring, you know, Broadway actor and. She's just like very like easy to watch and like very grounding and I, I really enjoy her content. And then I obviously follow Haley Bieber because I am a stan. <laughs> Speaking of, I like to have a rant for a second. Oh, yeah. I'll just let you I'll and sit back. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> if anyone's been living on Iraq the last two days, there has been this speculation that Haley Bieber made a TikTok directed at Selena Gomez after Selena talked about for her weight um, by a paparazzi photo or something. And which is insane because she has a disease that makes her weight fluctuate. Um, She had a kidney transplant, which she's on medication that is saving her life. Um, so her kidney can re- react pop- like properly to her body because it's not actually her kidney. She's talked about it at length about her body and how it's changing because of this disease. Um, so it's speculation that she, Haley Bieber was targeting her online and this whole like thing about her being a mean girl. And I would like to say, I know both of these women. I've been in a room with both of these women and without saying anything, without getting sued. <laughs> Please. We just started. Don't <laughs> we just started. Get sued We're not sued. Both of these women are not perfect. I d- highly doubt that Haley Bieber is sitting on her beautiful uh, private jet, wherever she's going, think about how she's going to target Selena Gomez today. She has a beautiful career. Selena has a beautiful life with a beautiful career. Like, these women can coexist. And I truly believe we are living in a generation or a time in society that is ruining people's lives online and just not normal people, like actual celebrities, like look at what's her face. The <laughs> I'm just doing... I don't know what's happening, but I'm really into it. I'm just, you know it's I'm like trying, a fun girl, game of charades. The girl that, that deleted her Twitter because she was getting clowned. Oh, for, Ariana DeBose. Like the internet is literally making people leave their platforms. And I think we're not like, Selena fans are vicious and they will go after people f- for nothing and and I feel like we're recycling things that we've done already with like the whole Britney and Justin thing. Like people still bring up Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears in the same sentence. And they broke up when they were barely 20. Well, people still talk about Janet, Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck. And it's like, really? Oh, Not Jennifer Brad Aniston Pitt. and Brad Pitt. There we go. Sorry. And it's like, like, are you, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? And it's just so sad to me because I don't think, Haley is a mean girl and I don't think that Selena is the only victim in this like these women are they probably both did a lot of nasty things to each other what it's not one way or the other and um and and we're not leaving people room for growth and it just really upsets me because we're, we don't think of these people as human beings. No, we've like completely dehumanized one another, which is really sad. And I, I mean, I even commented about Ariana DeBose's rap, but like at the end of the day, I'm a stan. Like I think she's amazing. No, yes. And it's nothing, but the thing is I'm not online spreading no. this. Like, you no. know, like we're having a conversation. Like it's okay yeah. to say that we don't like something, but it's nothing against the person. We just 
we don't like Kate's outfit. We don't hate Kate. We don't like this performance. I don't know Kate. I can't. Yeah, like we don't know these people. And No. so, and <laughs> it's like, we, Never we met can her. like, we can dislike something that someone does without spewing hate towards them. Would she hug me? Probably not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guys, anyway. we know she hugs people. Continue. Sorry. Um, but it's just sad because, you know, oh, people who don't know, Twitch was a friend of mine and he killed himself. And I don't think people realize, and, and I'm not even saying he was getting any type of hate. Like he's a very joyous, he was a very joyous person who had high functioning depression. We got to be careful with our words. We have to go back to ourselves and be like, how did we contribute? to something that they were experiencing, especially on a platform like TikTok or Instagram. But like, we're supposed to be the generation that's championing mental health. Like Yeah. you are, you are you're complaining about someone being a mean girl, but you're being a mean girl or a, a mean boy, whoever. The test for me, and look, I'm not perfect. Like I'm sure, No, you know, if you of course dug not. deep into my internet history, I have commented something negative on something. Yes. But I think, and if it's about, in, if it's a matter of injustice, like, yes, I will comment on it. That's a different story. I think it's important to, the test for me is, is like, okay, if I was standing in front of, I don't know, insert celebrity here, would I say it to their face? Because so much of this is fake, you guys. So much of, of pop culture and the way it's manipulated is, is not real. It's not real. And what you see about so many people, you would be shocked. And my friend Kirby, again, she was working, um, she was doing like um, interviews on the red carpet for the Golden Globes. And she was on her story the other day. And she's like, I had the most traumatic experience. Like she said, she, she said that she's still thinking about it and it's still traumatizing. This A-list celebrity who's at the Golden Globes, they got them to come to them to answer some questions. They stood very far away with their hands behind their back. And I don't know what transpired or whatever, but she said it was the most traumatic experience, experience she's ever had with a celebrity. Oh, And, no. and a lot of like reporters on that carpet said the very, the exact same thing. And so the whole time people were trying to figure out who it is. And I'm on like Vogue.com looking at everyone Yeah. on the like, okay, who could it be? Who could it We're be? all now a CIA agent Literally, doing a background I'm check. like a detective and I'm like, My thing with that is every celebrity or famous person has a right to like not answer questions or whatever. You have a right to not answer anyone on, on, on the red carpet. Like you don't have to stop for questions. Your publicist is there to say, hi, we're not going to do any, like any questions today. Like whatever. Or like we won't be answering that next question. Yes. And, or whatever. They could just bypass, take, take your picture and keep it moving. You know But who's this very person, good at that is Anne Hathaway. the queen. Yeah, she's I've seen very a, a lot of interviews of her on carpets where they said, "Can you comment on this?" and she goes, "No." No, I can't. <laughs> Just like smile. No. <laughs> no, Yes. I cannot. And then they move on. Like there Yeah. is, you know, it's yeah. So she, it's just, uh, for me, if you are there on a red carpet promoting something, or maybe you're not promoting, you're, you're just attending, just bypass. But if someone is there doing their job, and yes, Right. sometimes reporters ask, ask stupid, stupid questions. But my friend Kirby is a very good journalist and she likes to make people comfortable with what she said or like, or how the whole process is, you know, Mm um, -hmm. she's She's just not, there she's to not do looking her job. for like a got, she's No, not looking she's for a not gotcha there to moment. do a got you. No. Yeah. And you know, it's just, some people just don't play the game. Like it's, you, you have a job, My put dad your hands used to together. say, everybody's got bills to pay. Everybody's Exactly. got bills to pay. Everyone Like, has bills to pay, Yep. you know, and you have a right to not participate, but if you do, don't Don't be nasty. go out of your, don't go out of your way. That's not appropriate. I, I don't like pile-on culture. I don't like, unless you are causing actual harm to someone. Or you refuse to grow. I think that's the other piece Yeah. of this is like, if you were quote unquote canceled, you show absolutely no growth. Like growth is a piece of it, right? Like if you are, if there's, if you say something really hurtful or if you say something really inappropriate, racist, whatever, it's, it's absolutely your responsibility to take the information that's handed to you from the people that you're talking about and how it can affect their feelings, which are not up for debate, by the way, and, and how you take that information and internalize it and then how it informs your future behavior. If there's no evidence of any sort of growth, then yeah, I mean, like 
then then there's no growth. So like, why would, you know what I mean? But I just think, yeah, I think you're right. I think if there's, if we're not allowing people to grow and change and evolve, what's the point? I was, I posted something on my Instagram story, but it was like, we have to unlearn the cancel reflex. Mm-hmm. I think during the pandemic, we were all so starved for human interaction that it almost felt communi- c- connective to engage in this pile on culture. And I'm not perfect. I, I took part in it to some extent as well, because yeah. I think everything felt really big and scary at that point. But now that things are coming back to normal, we have to unlearn that because if we just keep going in that direction, it's going to get really bad. So I think it's just really important to like unlearn that individually. That way we can allow each other to grow and change and become better people. Yeah. And just the internet's just becoming insufferable at this point. Yeah. Um, it's I, really I, bad. I, like, I'm, I'm had, I was talking to my friend Allison yesterday and she was like, I'm so burnt out on social mm-hmm. media and content. That is how I'm feeling at the moment. I want to shout out really quick. Um, speaking of crappy news, I wanted to shout out the cast of Parade on Broadway. Yes. Who, um, ben Platt, I love you. Ben Platt and, um, and, and they're incredible cast and a lot of people made their Broadway debuts and on their first preview, um, there were some protesters, neo, neo-Nazi protesters outside of the theater, heckling theater, go theater goers, excuse me. Um, and spreading hate and propaganda and all that garbage. So I just want to send some love to that cast and this is all the more reason to tell the story all the more reason. Yeah. It's really sad. If anyone doesn't know what's going on in the world, pay attention because yeah, it's the rise of anti-Semitism is horrendous. Very, it's it's scary. As someone who lived in LA in a Orthodox Jewish neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, I went in not knowing much about the culture, even though I had Jewish friends, but living amongst Orthodox Jews and them in like our, like our like elevators not working in our building on Saturdays because of the Sabbath yeah. and shopping at their grocery stores. Like I've learned so much and I have deep, deep love for that community and mm-hmm. I've learned so much. And I think we need to be paying attention because it's something that starts off very, very quietly and it builds and, yep. it's, and it's not just, it starts with them, but it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So Mm-hmm. Just pay attention. Pay attention. Absolutely. Um, on a lighter note, um, sorry, what were you going to say? I was just saying, are we going to talk about Summer House? Oh, yeah. That was my next thing to say. Um, what did you think of Summer House? <laughs> well, it's starting to get cooking. Yeah. No pun intended, Kyle Cook. Nice. Um, yes. Let's talk about this interaction with Lindsay Kyle. and Maya. Oh well, well, there's there's a lot to unpack. Actually. There's a lot, yeah. Okay. I feel for Maya. I relate to Maya the most because I feel like we're like, our personalities are. Yeah, you remind me of each other for sure. We're just, uh, and obviously Maya's not used to Lindsay's directness, and Lindsay's very direct and animated when she talks, and it comes off very, very rude. That conversation. I mean, they're they were talking in circles, like they are two ships missing in the night, like. Sailing the night. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't believe that Maya, from what I've known about her so far, just joined the cast last year. Mm-hmm. She's not the type of person that I don't think would make a big deal out of things. No, so I agree. This conversation went away that I don't think that Lindsay realizes because this that's just how she is. When I was watching it, I really felt for Maya because Lindsay, this is the problem. And I've noticed it in many conflicts that Lindsay's had with people in the house. In Lindsay's mind, a scenario goes a certain way, right? Like take the one, the the scenario in the car with Maya, for example. In Lindsay's mind, Lindsay was not disrespectful. She didn't raise her voice. She didn't say anything rude. They departed as friends. If anybody else has a different experience based off of Lindsay's behavior, she literally cannot hear it. Like I was watching the the interaction and just being like, oh my God, Maya is telling you how she felt because of your behavior. And instead of saying, oh, wow, I didn't realize I came off that way. She says you took it wrong. It's like that, not twisting, but like, it's like that kind of a perspective. It's, it's like such an inflexible perspective, a lack of self-awareness being like, oh, sometimes I come off a certain way and it's actually very hurtful. 
and it has real life consequences. And I think the other problem with this is that I don't think Lindsay socializes with any of these girls outside of the show. No. Versus whereas like Sierra, Paige, Maya, um, Amanda, they're actually friends like in real life. I think Gabby is newer. She probably doesn't. And Chris too. Like I think Chris had, who was Chris friends with before the show? Kyle? Kyle, yeah. Kyle. So, like, it used to be that, like, these f- people were all friends and then they would all socialize through the summer. And now it's like, oh, we have a new person in the house. They haven't met everybody before. Like, there's – so it's a little bit of a different kind of dynamic than mm-hmm. it has been in years past. I feel like that started with Paige and Hannah. Yeah. Where, like, it, they, they were friends. Plucked, they just plucked people out of thin air and just plopped them in the house and no one really knew each yeah. other. Yeah. And I think the reason why certain shows like Vanderpump Rules works because these people work together and they were all friends. And not saying that these aren't real friends, it's just not as like they're not as close and maybe they needed to add add in another guy in there. I feel like it's lacking some testosterone in that house. Yeah, me too. It's it's very unbalanced. And I'm not going to lie. I thought I was not want thing one and thing two in the house but i kind of miss their energy and if you don't know who i'm talking about (laughs) if you didn't watch um winter house i'm talking about craig and austin from center the the trend the transplants (laughs) the ones who do with the crossovers i mean crossover one and crossover two they're not on it but i do like miss their ridiculous energy like energy with <laughs> they're so funny those crew but anyway yeah yeah so that was interesting and the whole conversation with kyle and carl on the beach is really tough because you can see that carl is not the same person anymore and he's trying to make a really hard change yeah and kyle is and it's not saying that he's not promoting change because he clearly states that he told them that he can't be snoring coke and working um i don't think that the fact that carl got sober is, is kyle's problem i don't know kyle's problem with that at all it's that that's not it at all i think yeah. it's the fact that his sobriety has changed to um changed carl for the better but it's mm-hmm. no longer conducive to their old relationship yeah, I think um, my Mallory put my best friend. Sorry, I feel like we're all gonna know her by the end of this podcast because I talk about her. She talks all the time. So yeah, now. she does. Yeah, she watches. She she watches the podcast. Jesus, she listens to the podcast every week, like like a loyal friend. But she actually said this to me, and I I want to echo it here because it's actually really insightful. Is she said she was like, I bet when um, we should have her on as a guest. That'd be so fun. Oh God, yes. <laughs> um, I I think that. Um, what she said was that Carl, when Carl first started with Loverboy, he wasn't sober and he was in the partying scene and he was probably willing to give 120% to the business. And so Kyle got used to that level of output. And now Carl sober is not willing to give the same amount of output because he's a different person. And yeah. now there's a part of me that says, okay, Carl, well, if you don't want to be in this company more then you need to leave, then you need to make the choice to have the big boy conversation with Kyle and say, look, this, this job is not is not serving my lifestyle. It's actually making it harder for me to say, there's no world in which Kyle would be like, I don't want this to make it harder for you to stay sober. Do what you need to do. I think Kyle would have been butthurt at the beginning, but then probably would have been like, no, like I get it. Like, you know, there's all these investors now, there's all these distributors, but like, I think that Carl thinks he's working really, really, really hard. And he probably is working hard, but it's not to the level that Kyle was used to. So mm-hmm. Kyle has all these metrics of like losing distributors, et cetera, et cetera, to compare it to, which makes it look like Carl really isn't working as hard as he says he is. But I don't think that's true. And also to give yeah. Lindsay some credit here, if my partner was turning around and saying, I'm working all of these hours, I'm not being appreciated, but like all of these other things. I would turn around and say, yeah, don't get take. You don't want to see your partner get taken advantage of. Yeah. So I actually don't blame Lindsay for being like, maybe this isn't best for you. Because yeah, as a, as an objective person, she can probably see that he's not enjoying it, and there's other things he could be doing. And I'm not even saying like her like getting into that or mm-hmm. or like in being quote unquote as Kyle said in his head. I don't think it was in a, a malicious. I don't love that. Head. I'll be honest. I don't but, like that at all. I don't like that Kyle keeps saying that. That oh, Lindsay's yeah, like no. in his ear. I'm like, okay, no, it's, Carl's it's, a big boy. He can make I, his own it, decisions. And I think Lindsay's not a bad person. I think she's a very good girlfriend and she's very loyal. 
And so she was like, no, this is like, if you, if you're unhappy, then you got to do something about it. Yeah. And, um, and even with the whole, her whole point with Maya is like, I don't want my boyfriend smoking weed if he's trying to be sober. She's probably like, that's not gonna be good for you, bro. And I understand why she would have gotten upset with it. Her delivery that happened in the car. We don't know, but, uh, but according to Maya, she was not happy about it. I didn't love that she kept bringing up that she had gone sober for Carl. Like yeah, she kept saying, well, why ask, would I was like, that from you. I was like, no, he, that's your choice. Like it's very nice, but this like self-congratulatory feeling that I'm getting listening to you repeat yourself about how you went sober for your boyfriend. Like, it's just a little bit, I'm like, it's, that's fine. But like this moment is still about Carl. It's not about you. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not about you doing this really nice thing for your boyfriend. It's about your boyfriend doing this really good thing for himself and you supporting him. That's yeah. there's a that that is those, those are two different things. Yeah, it's kind of like something that will can like come back and hopefully they make it to the altar and hopefully they have a long marriage. But like yeah, if something agreed. happens and like say he relapse, God forbid, or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like, I got sober, like it's something that she will throw back in his face as a weapon instead of like some I don't know. I just feel like it, she should probably not keep saying that. Yeah, I agree. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I did not love that. I also was a little confused about Danielle's reaction at dinner. Oh my God. The journey she went through at that dinner. I know. I was like, babe, you don't have to comment. Yeah. I was like, do what everybody else does. Just keep your mouth shut and file it away and then tell your friends. Like you don't need to make it your thing at dinner. It just was really interesting and it makes me sad the fact, you know, seeing that and then knowing how they were, where, where they stand right now. Yeah. Um, she was really. She really goes to bat for them. Yeah. I mean, like they were like the three musketeers or whatever they called themselves. Yeah. And um, it's tough because I know she was trying to stand up for them. But I mean, I wish Kyle wouldn't have brought up his Coke problem. Like Carl's. Problem. Yeah, that was really crappy. I didn't like that at all. Kyle. You are making, like, you claim that you're almost 40. You got to grow up. You're not doing so well. I was dying. Did you watch Maya on, we talk about this? You watch Maya on, watch main character energy. I was obsessed. I was like, absolutely. She was like killing the rapid fire. I was like, she's funny. She's, I love her. I think Craig is on the next, next week, which I'm excited about. I love Um, a Southern Charm crossover. We talked about this. I didn't um, see the preview for some reason. Um, because I watched Watch What Happens Life, I didn't see a preview, um, but I have to check it out. What do you feel? How, how do you feel about Gabby? I love her. I think she's great. Mm-hmm. Why? How do you feel? No, no, I was just asking. Oh, no, I like her a lot. I think she's she's so funny and she's got great style. And I'm excited. I feel like she's a good fit for the house. I like them both, actually, a lot. What's the other one's mm-hmm. name? Emily? She's so pretty. So pretty. Great hair. Great hair. Let's see. Samantha wasn't even close. Wow. Samantha. Gorgeous. Great hair. Truly um, stunning. I just hate that this entire season is going to be Lindsay and Carl drama and Danielle and Kyle. Like it's n- there's no other couple. There's nothing to balance it right now. I agree, and I'm sort of just one note, and I really don't want it to be a one note. Well, also like Lindsay was kind of doomed from the beginning because she's not. She is somebody who thrives off of testosterone around her. Yes, she like really vibes with guys. I've noticed on the show. Mm-hmm. I say without ever ever having met her in person. And, and this, there's a lot of estrogen in this house. A lot of estrogen in this house. And it's the girls that she doesn't really vibe with. Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested to see how it plays out. And I, I'm like really glad that they kind of nixed the, are oh, you going to Barry's at 5 a.m. tomorrow? Are you going to Barry's? Are you coming to Barry's? Are you going to get in class? you want to be in our class? There's room. Like, just, like, stop. Like, that's not why I watch Summer House. Get out of here. Relax, Carl. Okay? Nobody cares if you're going to Barry's. Good for you. So dumb. Yeah. No disrespect but, to Barry's, though. Great workout. <laughs> and I, it sucks because it was, like, revealed. Um, I think she, Danielle revealed it that her and Robert. I know. Longer. Sad. Sad. I liked them. Pretty sad. I, I wonder if it. she would have felt the need to confirm it publicly if Lindsay hadn't said on Watch What Happens Live that she's going through something personal right now. Well, I think people were speculating because he hasn't been on her Instagram in a long time. Yeah. She's in Aspen. I wonder if she would have, have like, un- like confirmed it to the press if mm-hmm. Lindsay hadn't dropped that Easter egg or if we just would have found out at the reunion. Yeah. The and way that, like, we found out that Maya and Oliver aren't together and watch what happens live and it was, like, on Maya's terms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Danielle wasn't at the premiere. I know. The, the little premiere party. Which, because she was out of town, I believe. I think she was still in Aspen. Yeah. 
I just hope that with Kyle and Carl, like that they can just figure it out and stay friends because they've been friends for such a long time. And it sucks because like Carl officiated his wedding like that. That's sad to lose. I've, I know what it feels like to be in someone's wedding and then not have a relationship with them. And it's, it's hard and it's sad and you don't want, you don't want that. So yeah, guys, big news, breaking news. Lindsay and I are both Jetta girls. Oh yeah. We found that out. (laughs) We did. She showed me a photo of her nails and I was like, do you drive a Jetta? (laughs) She was like, yes, since high school. And I was like, oh, okay. Same. (laughs) Jetta girls always find each other. You ever see the the other woman with with Cameron Diaz? Yes. Oh my God. And she's like, of course she drives a Jetta. (laughs) All hot girls drive Jettas. It was like the sorority girl car of choice at Alabama. For sure. What color was yours? Mine was white, but in high school when I drove it to school, my my best friend Matt, he had a white I forgot, a sedan or something. I don't remember what car he had. But we always parked next to each other at school. Mm-hmm. And so I named my car Whitney, like Whitney Houston. Of course. Bobby. So we were Bobby and Whitney. Yes. No, not Bobby and Whitney. <laughs> and then but now my this car now is Janet for Janet. Cute. Jackson. But yeah, every girl at school like had a a Jetta, or if you had money, you were slinging a Range Rover or mm-hmm. a, a uh, mm-hmm. G-Wagon. <laughs> um, my Jetta's was black, and her name was Vendetta, Vendetta oh. the Jetta. It was either Vendetta or Loretta, and I thought Vendetta was hotter. So we picked Vendetta the Jetta, and I had her for 11 years, all through high school, all through college. Wow. She had a little peace sign on the gas cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I wanted a bug so bad. Oh, really? Yes, I thought like all the cool girls had bugs or like in, you know, in like the mm-hmm. teen movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have anything else? Is that it? I think so. Oh, I started, I started Outer Banks. <gasps> oh, crap. I haven't started yet. I'm okay. So I'm knee deep in Yellowstone. I'm in season two. Oh. Didn't a- see that for me. I got to be honest. It's so good though. It's so good. I'm on season two. It's kind of like Succession, it's succession and with Dallas. Yes. Oh. It's like Succession in Dallas had a baby, and it's actually really great. Kevin Costner's amazing. The whole cast is great. I really love it. Um, so I'm really into that. I just watched oh a great movie. It's with Allison Brie. My friend Mike um, recommended it to me. Shout out to Mike. Um, and it's called Somebody That I Used to Know. Yeah, her it's and on Dave produced it or something. Yeah, it's on Prime. Very good. Um, I'm excited to watch Outer Banks. I'm excited for Ted Lasso. I'm excited for Succession. So much is coming back. I'm ready. ending um, after the season. It's Are you serious? You didn't see that news today? No. They just said it's there. It's done. I'm going to need some time before. to process. <laughs> what do you mean? Sorry to burst your No. Every, everyone has been in oh. their fields all day. But honestly, good for them because they're taking the Sex and the City route in while you yeah they're going while it's hot like do not end up like Mm -hmm. game of thrones and people hated the last season yeah i love succession that's one of my absolute favorites i'm reading a new series called crescent city oh i've heard of that it's the same writer as a court of thorns and roses which you still have to read Mm -hmm. just checking just making sure just making sure I like it so far. I don't love it as much as Akatar, but I do like it. We'll see. I'm reading Party of Two. Okay. I just finished It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Oh, how was that? I didn't like it. I'm going to be honest. A lot, a lot of people didn't like that, but that particular one that she came out with. I liked her book Verity a lot. I thought it was really good. Like, went through it in a day. Actually, this one I read in a day, too, because her books are really easy to read. I thought she did a great job at sharing a certain kind of relationship from the victim's perspective, like the mental gymnastics that they go through. Um, But I thought it kind of glamorized an abusive relationship a little bit, like a little bit. Um, Points where I was like, ugh. Like, I feel like she kind of tried to take pieces from Fifty Shades of Grey. But the thing that people forget about Fifty Shades of Grey is that there was a contract. He had consent for everything. Do you know what I mean? Even though it glorified BDSM, whatever, X, you know, et cetera. I didn't like it. Will I read the sequel? Probably. But I didn't like it. I'll be honest. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you want to follow us individually, um, you can follow me at Lindsay underscore E underscore White. 
And you can follow me at Kellyanne DeCarlo, K-E-L-L-I-A-N-N-D-E-C-A-R-L-O. <laughs> you want to spell my whole name? That's, yep, there you go. <laughs> Got it. And if you want to follow the podcast, it, we are at She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram. Like and follow. If you like this episode, rate it five stars. That's it, I think. We got some good stuff coming. We got the Oscars coming up next month. We're just flying at the seat of our pants. Truly. Every day is every week's an adventure. Just stay tuned. We might have it together. We may not. At least this time I'm not potting from the bed. There's not weird sound noise. I'll take the win. A win is a win. Yes. So (laughs) keep coming back. That's just what we are just going to keep saying. That's right. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Thank you for coming along this journey. It's we made it to ten episodes. To some, yeah. that might not be a lot, but this is a that's a big marker for us. So yeah, I'm you. so proud of us. Thanks for coming along for a ride. And if you're new here, we hope you'll stay. Amazing. Well, have a great day. Yeah, great week. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for being with us this week. Follow us on Instagram at She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. And if you enjoyed our conversation, be sure to rate and subscribe to us so that you never miss an episode. Special thanks to Red Brandt for our theme song. Be sure to find more of his work on Instagram at R-E-D-D-B-R-A-N-D-T. See you next time.